0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. This is our weekly Royals chat. We're going to bring in Jeffrey Flanagan. And, Jeffrey, it uh, could not have been a weirder week for the Royals, ultimately a successful week, but uh, four straight late-inning wins. They come out of Memorial Day with a a one-and-a-half game lead in the AL Central after all that doom and gloom for much of May. And it's the way they've done it that's uh, amazing, really. Uh, w- without Alex Gorner, without Mike Christakis, uh even Salvador Perez is now on the shelf. And some of their best baseball coming with Whit Merrifield, Paulo Orlando, Chesler Cusper, Drew Butera, uh, Brett Eibner all in the lineup. <laughs> How do you explain what's going on here
1: the last few days? Uh, just a lot of resiliency that, that we've kind of seen out of this team the last year and a half. Um, you know, you mentioned the young guys. <clears throat> they're not all that young, actually. Uh, you know, Paul yes. 30 years old, and Ibner and Whitfield are 27. Uh, you know, they've, they've done their time in the minors, and, uh, you know, they spend spring trains with these guys. So, you know, they're familiar faces to, to everyone in the clubhouse. And uh, it's just kind of a, a next-man-up attitude that you see from some teams that, that you know, have a lot of character. And we're seeing that with the Royals right now. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, – missing at-bats and missing power in there without Mustakis, without Gordon, without Sal. But uh, they're just making it work just because uh, they just kind of grind out wins. Yeah,
0: I don't know if there's such a thing as a statement win or a statement series uh, in baseball just because of the length of the season, especially at this juncture of the season. But, man, to to have the the comebacks that they did against a a team that had basically dominated division, you know, the the better part of the first two months in the White Sox, uh, to be a huge confidence booster for the Royals yeah, I don't even know if they think that way they, they they are they're the champions and
1: you know they're the champions until proven otherwise you know they've heard a lot of chatter about the White sox, but you know they've gone in and beat them five out of six times now and uh, yeah and it is very early when we're, we're you know just approaching June now uh, but i I don't think this team you know pays a lot of attention to the standings early in the year, you know, the guys that I've talked to, they, you know, guys like Lorenzo, they don't even know what their record is. Uh, they just go out and try to win every night and, uh, they'll probably start paying attention to the standings, you know, maybe later in the season, maybe around the all-star break or something like that. But, uh, it's, uh, like I, I mentioned it before, it's, it's, a it's a great group. We've seen them before, you know, they've lost guys in the past. They lost Gordon for a good chunk last year and they overcame that. Um, I think they just kind of take pride in, in, uh, uh, when they when guys go down, that, that they have that mentality
0: that uh, they'll just pick it up for their for their teammates. Well, third base we know is going to be a challenge uh, without Moose. He has to be devastated by uh, the torn ACL, uh, knocking him out for the rest of the year. Uh, Cuthbert comes up in his place, or, or once again comes up in his place, second time yeah. this season. Uh, this guy had a two seventy five average, a three thirty nine on base percentage over the last two seasons in the minors. So solid numbers, but You do have to wonder, Jeffrey, if uh, this club might look uh, elsewhere uh, for more veteran presence at the hot corner. You know, Escobar, David Fries, Louis Valbuena, um, there's some other names that have kind of been dangled out there in the the rumor mill. But uh, what do you think? Do you think they have to go outside before long? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, it it depends on how overmatched Chester might get at the plate. And so far, he hasn't been. Um, You know, priority number one here is what? Defense. And, you know, he is uh, he is almost the equal of Moose at third. I don't know how much of a chance you've had to see him play, but he's uh, just a sensational defensive third baseman. He makes some incredible, incredible stops. He's really got a cannon for an arm. And um, I think the thinking with Ned in the front office uh, is if he can hold his own defensively, and it sure looks like he will, that they're fine there, that they can make up the offense somewhere else if, if Chesler's unable um, to do that. And, so far, so good because you have got guys like Paul Orlando stepping in, and you know he's on a 13-game hitting streak. And Lorenzo Cain's hot right now, and, and obviously Eric Hosmer is hot right now. Uh, Whit Merrifield's come up, and uh, he's got a seven-game hitting streak, and uh, seems to have settled into the number two spot in the order, and is uh, doing everything they're asking of him there. So uh, I don't, I don't sense any kind of panic right now in the front office about going out and getting a veteran bat. Um, you know, not to say that it won't happen. But this early, it's kind of hard to make a deal like that, as you know, because most every team feels like they're still in it, uh, almost every team. So it's kind of a hard to gauge the trade market. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes moving forward. Uh, you know, all systems good right now, and, uh, and there's really no no reason to, to make a big move.
0: I think they should get Eric Ibar, Flanny, because uh, if we know anything about the Royals, they'll take Eric Ibar, was hitting like a buck 50 or something ridiculous, this season, <laughs> and, and he'll uh, – He'll become an all-star, but yeah. um, obviously uh, the Mustakas injury suffered on the collision with Gordon, and they both get banged up from that, and then Sal Perez collides with Cuffford. we got to keep these guys away from each other, but uh, the, the Perez injury, uh, quad injury, will keep him out uh, a week to 10 days or so, but it sounds like it could have been much worse.
1: Oh, I, I, I When it happened, and Ned even said this too, when you saw the collision, when you saw the replay, in the hyperextension of the knee, your first thought was, Well, it's over, it's done. He's he's, he's the next guy to go to these, you know, season ending DL because it sure looked like a ligament uh tear there and um they woke up but they got the news that night, Saturday night, the MRI came back and it was clean, other than the the deep bruise and the quad and in a in a slight uh bony contusion they call it on the knee. Uh, and so yeah, they they didn't dodge a bullet there, they dodged a Howitzer. That that would have been huge because I, I think and I've always said that I think there are two irreplaceable Royals on this roster and Sal's one and, and Eskey's the other, just because the drop off to the to the replacement guy is is so massive. But uh Drew by the way, you know, he's obviously not anywhere near the offensive threat, but he plays solid defense and again that's what they look for. He's got a very strong arm, he's made some really good plays already and he um, can fill in the gap for seven or ten days. He just can't fill it in for, you know, the next four months.
0: Uh, elsewhere uh, in the infield, we talk about filling gaps. So you mentioned Merrifield on this uh, seven-game hitting streak as we record this. But in general, Jeffrey, do you think he's basically taken over second base from Omar Infante? I mean, the, the lineup for <laughs> the last few days certainly indicated much.
1: Yeah, I, you know, it's something we're going to have to keep a close eye on because um, – when he's at second base, he's got, you know, a little bit more range than Omar has. And, um, you know, his arm strength might be a little bit better, too. He doesn't have the veteran presence and probably doesn't turn the double play quite as smoothly uh, as Omar used to. And I mean, Omar's been better at it lately but has struggled with that a little bit this year. Uh, yeah, that's just something we'll keep an eye on because they, they want to move with uh, Merrifield around um, to a lot of different positions and give guys breaks. Um, so it's... Uh, you know, they 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 said going in back when the season started that you know Omar would play five times a week in Cologne twice maybe and to keep everybody fresh. Well, Cologne's now on the minors and and Merrifield's up here and and uh, really just looks so comfortable that number two spot. I I don't know if he'll
0: take over second base, but it's going to be hard to get that guy out of the lineup. Uh, what can you tell us about Brett Eibner? uh obviously not a highly touted prospect or anything as you mentioned 27 year old rookie but uh five for his first 11 with a couple doubles uh some unexpected impact there yeah he's he's got he's a kid with a lot
1: well a kid 27 years old he's got a lot of power uh and he's actually got really good speed too for a big guy um he runs very well and um was a closer in college at Arkansas so you know he's got a good arm and um uh, as a matter of fact a lot of teams wanted to draft him as a pitcher and uh but he really wanted to play a, a position and, and the Royals let him and he struggled for several years in the minors where his average was, you know, anywhere from 180 to 220. And last year, he sort of had his breakout year at Omaha and he hit up 300, had a bunch of home runs and he's uh, got a nice swing. He's got a power swing. Uh, like I mentioned, he's got some speed. So, and, and good defensively, of course, which is, you know, priority number one here. So he can play left and right uh, very efficiently. And um, just, uh, has come up and in first three games, he comes up in pressure situations every single game and comes through. It's, uh, just uncanny how they can uh, do this, but I think it's just the overall mood of the, the clubhouse that these guys come up, you know, they're the playing with the world champions and, and they, they just expect that they have to contribute too. And so far they are.
0: Yeah, definitely some, uh, unfamiliar faces in the Royals lineup, but they are in their familiar place atop the AL Central going into this week. I want to thank Jeffrey Flanagan for joining us to talk about all that.